Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you like our podcast, I'd encourage you to check out our website, familybiblejourney.com. That's familybiblejourney, all lowercases, no spaces, dot com, where you can find links to our social, support the ministry, or find other resources, especially if you're journaling with us through the Bible. Thanks for listening. This is Episode 9, Season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament Podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapter 12. The title of today's podcast is Faithful Yet Foolish. Our reading for today's podcast is from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house into the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and in him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you... All the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is the word of the Lord. And so this really is the opening chapter of the relationship between God and the man named Abram, a man who God had called from idolatry to become the one through whom his promise to send a Savior to humanity would flow. Chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And then verse 3, we have one of those red Kairos, one of those types of Christ, because this passage is literally going to be filled by Christ. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So this promise, again, that was first given to Adam and Eve there in the garden before God cast them out, was handed down to Noah and his family, is now coming to us through the family of a man named Abram. A man who, by the way, is an idolater, just like everyone else in his family and all of humanity, according to his nature, he is a worshiper of other gods. Yet God had mercy on Abraham, and God called Abram to faith. And this is super-duper important for us to understand as Christians because there's a lot of Christians who get this backwards. There are a lot of Christians who believe that they are Christian or that they are following the Lord because they have made a choice. They have chosen God for themselves, when the reality is that the opposite is true. No one can call on the Lord unless God first gives that person faith, unless the Lord first calls them to faith. And this we see played out very clearly and very plainly in the words of Scripture regards Abram. He did not go to the Lord. He was not looking for the Lord. No, the Lord came to him, called him to faith. In response to the faith that God had given him, Abram now leaves his family. He leaves his land. And we are told that he goes and he follows the Lord. And as he does, he builds an altar. He is going to build an altar and a place of sacrifice that is a place for worship. We are told that he calls on the name of the Lord, that he invokes the name of the Lord. He is calling on the Lord, invoking the promises that God has given him, invoking the blessing of the Lord that God had already given him. And any and every one of us who claims a right knowledge of God should be giving God all the credit for that conversion. Because left to our own devices, we can do nothing but leave or walk away from God. But God reaches out to us in unbelief. And just as God spoke light into darkness and created all things out of nothing, so too he speaks the word of faith into our darkness and brings a new life about in our souls that redeems us, just as Abram was redeemed from that idolatry that he was living in. So God gives Abram this wonderful promise, but Abram has a problem, and that is that his wife Sarai is barren. How can Abram be a father of nations if he isn't able to have a child with his own wife? This is something that Abram cannot understand, and I would dare say can't even believe that Sarah herself 
doesn't understand and doesn't believe. And yet God is going to keep this promise and he's going to work it out for them in a miraculous and a wonderful way. But we're going to wait to see that in the coming chapters. And so having heard this call to go now to a different place, he settles in the land of Canaan. But even there, there is difficulty because there is a famine in the land. And so Abram and Sarah take all that they have and they go down into the land of Egypt. And I have another one of those red Kairos there on verse 10 because Abram and Sarah, by going down sojourning in Egypt, they are going to be a type of Christ who himself as an infant child is going to be taken by his parents into Egypt to avoid the wrath of evil King Herod. So Abram again is a type of Christ. But as faithful as Abram is, he is still a flawed, sinful, and foolish human being. Because when he is down in Egypt, he and his wife Sarai hatch a plot that they're going to go into Egypt. And Abram, he knows that his wife is a beautiful woman. He is afraid that a king or someone of power and influence is going to see his wife and try to kill him so that he can have Sarai as his wife. So he circumvents, he short circuits this maybe problem by telling Sarah, pretend that you are my sister. Now, when they get into Egypt, what Abram had feared would happen actually happens. The people see how beautiful Sarai was, and they hear that Sarai is Abram's sister, and they report her beauty to Pharaoh, who then takes Sarai into his harem to be one of his wives. Now, I don't know, and this is, this is me stepping outside of the text, and this is, this is maybe just sinful me thinking about this text, but Sarai at this point in time is probably 70 somewhere between 70 and 80 years. We can safely say somewhere between 60 and 80 years. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how physically attractive is this 70-year-old woman that Pharaoh wants her to become a part of his harem? But nonetheless, this is what happens. And God afflicts Pharaoh and his family and his flocks and his herds until they realize that the reason why they are being afflicted and the reason why they are not being blessed as they had been before is because Sarai is more than Abram's sister. And I don't know how they divine this or figure this out, but Pharaoh comes to Abram and he says at the beginning of verse 18, what is this you've done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say to me she is my sister? So I took her to be my wife. Now then, here is your wife, take her and go. And Pharaoh gave men orders concerning him and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Now this is an episode at the tail end of the first chapter where we are introduced to Abram to remind us that even as God's faithful people, we still make mistakes. And I have another one of those words of wisdom sections here on chapter 12 in this section, and it says, sin never makes sense. Because that is the reality about sin. If, if, if we look at sin and all sin from the perspective of faith, sin never makes sense because God always has for his people away. He always has for his people if they experience some sort of difficulty an out. He knows what's real. He knows what's true. He knows them. He knows what the future holds. And yet it is just part of being a human being that we do not by our nature trust God. And so like Abram, many times we can make silly mistakes and silly miscalculations that we end up paying a very high price or toll for because even though we as faithful Christians may want with all of our heart and desire and being to follow the Lord, we are still foolish by our nature. There is a war within us that is playing itself out between good and evil, right and wrong, that we are often confused, we are often make mistakes, we often sin against the Lord, and there are very real consequences when we do that. And we're going to see this repeating itself 
over and over and over again throughout Scripture. I know that I'm saying that a lot here in the early podcasts in Genesis is over, over, and over again. But we see these many patterns that are playing out for us throughout the book of Genesis and into Exodus where we're going to see the reality of the relationship between God and his people that is not always awesome. It's not always great. Even though Abram is the one who's been chosen by God to be the son of the promise, the one whose family line is going to be the family line of the Savior, he is still struggling with his insecurities and his inabilities, and he sins. And this is good news for us as Christians, because if God can forgive Abram this sin against his wife and against him and against Pharaoh, he can certainly forgive our sins when we do wrong. Now, we don't want to put the Lord to the test and use his forgiveness as an excuse to sin, but rather we thank God for his mercy that is there for us so that when we make mistakes, as sinful human beings are prone to do, we can be forgiven And God can still use us as his people to accomplish his purpose. Because this is what's going to happen throughout the rest of the life of Abram. And one of the things that we're going to do, for those of you who are journaling with us through the Bible, is we're going to mark the highs and lows in Abram's life. Here in chapter 12, we have a high there in the first section where he is being blessed by God and responding in worship. We have a low there at verse 10 and following where he passes Sarai off as his sister. And we're going to see a couple of great highs in the next couple of chapters in chapters 13 and 14. And I put these in the study Bible for my kids so that they can see and learn from Abram's foolishness and his faithfulness, the blessings that come from following the Lord in his way, and the consequences suffered by Abram and those around him when he decides to do things his own way. Because this is life. These are real people, real problems, real opportunities, real challenges, real failings, and real successes that we're going to march through this study Bible noting. And as we do, we want to see how it is that God proves his faithfulness despite the foolishness of Abram, which oftentimes is our own foolishness. And so we leave Abram here in chapter 12, looking forward to seeing how the Lord proves his faithfulness to Abram in the coming chapters with our blessing. If this podcast is a blessing to you and you would like to make a financial investment in our ministry, go to the website, familybiblejourney.com, where you can make a one-time contribution or, even better yet, become one of our monthly sponsors. I receive zero compensation from this podcast because it is 100% a labor of love for you. 90% of your donation goes to our cause and 10% a tithe to other ministries we support. All contributions are tax-deductible, and as always, Thank you for your investment, and thanks for listening. Our blessing for today. May you trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, so that He may direct your path. Amen.